Hey everybody, welcome back to the newest episode of the BC Buckets Podcast. This is Matt Gall, joined here in the coaches' offices at the Newman Flanagan Center by head coach Mark Svigera. And uh, Mark, this is going to be an awesome episode, I think, today. We have uh, a great guest we've had on the podcast before coming on, who who I think uh, was one of our fan favorites, so I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah, Coach Creech, Lance Creech, uh, my boss when I was a, a young GA that didn't know much about coaching at Hastings College, and now I'm an older head coach that knows a tad bit about coaching i suppose but uh yeah lc he's awesome he's hilarious i'm sure he's gonna have a couple one-liners to drop on us um, as he usually does so you know we're excited to have him back and i know we'll talk about this but his his team at hastings high school this year they're off to a phenomenal start i think they're undefeated if i'm not mistaken i know they're ranked really high in the state and 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 his son connor is a heck of a player i think he's one of the better players in the state of nebraska this year in high school basketball so yeah we'll be excited to, to have him on but i think we need to recap one game from last week is all with the midweek bye yeah just one game and that was on a saturday against doan down at their place and and coach not a lot of positives i guess to take away from that i suppose it's a learning experience like anything else but one positive uh ethan friedel's back uh he kind of had that lingering issue with his with his ankle i believe and uh so he's back is he is he 100 percent ready to go are you easing him back in or, or what's well, the status you know so he he's not 100 percent um we started easing him back into practice um last monday with the plan to, to play him in some capacity on, on Saturday's game. And as we got through those first couple days, he was feeling good. And, and our training staff has done a really good job with Ethan through his rehab and all that. And, and, and Seth, our head trainer, kind of been the point person on that. He's done a really good job and, um, you know, kind of laying out timelines. And, you know, at the same time, Ethan and I both needed to understand that there's no firm date here because we have to see how the ankle heals. And it, and it, it probably took a little longer than, than he and I had originally hoped, but that's, that's what it was. We weren't going to rush him back and risk re-injuring it and, and making it worse. But, uh, you know, I think we, we felt pretty good by Thursday that he was going to be able to play, and, and we kind of came up with a, a minute limit for him to play. And, you know, of course, I went over that. Um, you know, that's probably both Ethan and I's fault. He actually missed a free throw when he had a sub. So, sorry, Ethan, but you're partly at fault for that, too. But, uh, you know, he a little rusty, certainly made some mistakes. But it was good to have him back. And that, that was the first game since mid-November we've been at full strength. Everybody suited up, ready to go. And so just, just to see that was awesome, you know, and that's only going to get better as we move forward. And, you know, because the reality is Ethan was having a, a really, really good year up until his injury. And, I fully expect him to to get back to that level of play here here shortly. It's not going to happen in one game, probably not two, but you know I think he's going to be able to get back to that pretty pretty quickly, and and that's only going to boost our team right now, you know. And so there there was definitely positives to the game. You can't, you know, you go on the road and lose, and and you know I'm pissed off. The players are pissed off. Nobody likes losing, and nobody tries to lose, um, you know. So it, it it's easy to sit here and be like, well, we didn't do anything well. You know, and, and we didn't we didn't play well, and I that's not fair to say because you have to give credit to the team that wins the game. And, and Doan played a great game. I thought they had a really good game plan. Um, Coach McKeithen, he and I are pretty good friends, and he's actually been uh, complaining as to why he's not been on the podcast. And so <laughs> we, we played Doan again. It's our last game of the regular season. So I think that week we're going to have Coach McKeithen on, and, and he'll, be, he'll be really good too. But, uh, you know, they, Doan played a really good game, and – we, we were disappointed, um, you know, and, and for the listeners, we normally record on a Sunday. It's actually Monday night. Uh, you know, Matt had to watch the Chiefs game yesterday, and so we had to record a day later. But uh, we watched film with the guys this afternoon, and, you know, we were all disappointed in, in, a, in a handful of things, you know, but it felt like so many of our mistakes were, were self-inflicted wounds, um, easily correctable things. And, you know, so that's, that's frustrating. And, and we had a six-point lead with about, I think, three minutes to go before half. And on the next ten possessions, Doan scored 23 points. And that's, that's been a recurring theme, unfortunately, this season is, is that probably five-game minute span. But that killed us. I mean, that, that if you want to point to one segment of the game, that cost us the game. And, you know, for whatever reason it is, we have not been able to pinpoint what the, the root cause of that is. Um, you know, but we – I was really encouraged today 
just the guy's mentality coming back to practice and, and we did not have a real pleasant film session you know I'm, I'm I'm sure it wasn't for them but uh, you know the but we also then after film went out on the floor and, and had our best practice in a couple months and just the intensity the competitiveness I know you caught the tail end and I don't know if you were paying attention or not but you know I thought guys were just getting after it and that's an encouraging sign because there's there's teams that I've been around in the past, whether as a player, as a coach, you know, they would quit, and these these guys aren't going to do that, and and so that's encouraging, and you know, at this point, we can't we can't change any of the outcomes we've had, and you know, the only thing you can do is is try to fix what's ailing us, try to stop putting ourselves in down double figures in the first half situations. And, you know, it doesn't get any easier in the league. And we're going to go on the road again this week before we're home for one. But, uh, you know, I'm encouraged by the guys' mentality and just their state of mind. And, you know, we're, we're all tired of, of losing games. And especially, you know, when, when you have that bye week in between a loss, it seems like it's been forever ago yeah. since we've won a game. In reality, it hasn't been. You know, we had a huge win against Hastings mm-hmm. not but 10 days ago. But uh, just having that, that midweek bye last week seems like it's a lot longer. But, you know, we're going to go up to Jamestown and, and we're going to give them our best shot. And I, I fully expect our guys to bounce back and, and be ready to roll on Wednesday night. So let's talk about that. Wednesday up at Jamestown, a uh, long road trip for you guys. Uh, they're 12-6, and 3-7 and seven in the conference. Uh, they've got several guys who can, who can score it, very similar style. Uh, that we've that we've seen uh, here at the cliff the last several years so they're probably not performing as as highly in the conference as they were uh, predicted to early in the season Uh, what do you know about uh, about Jamestown this year I know last year they scored a lot of points those are some fun games probably two of the the more fun games of the season for a couple different reasons Uh, but uh, what do you know about this year's version yeah you know Jamestown has a nice team they're they're kind of in the same boat as us where I think I could pinpoint a dozen possessions in some of our conference losses that could flip our record. And I think, you know, Coach Neville could probably be saying the same thing. So there's a lot of similarities there. There's similarities, you know, if you go back to looking at the season before it started, we both had some really nice pieces back from good teams the year before, but lost a couple of really good players. Um, You know, both teams' coaches are a little crazy on the sidelines at times. Um, you know, and so it's, this is, you said it's a long road trip. Um, I looked ahead, the, the weather looks pretty tropical for North Dakota this time of year. I think the high, it was originally a couple days ago, the high was at negative 11 in Jamestown on Wednesday and it, it bumped all the way up to two today. So we might see positives, um, you know, but, uh, that's, that's the nature of the beast going to North Dakota in the winter. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's really not that bad of a road trip, honestly, you know, the way we do it, we'll go to Fargo tomorrow night on Tuesday and, and stay the night there and, and do shoot-arounds on that in Fargo. And then it's a pretty quick 90-mile drive over to Jamestown. We'll play and we'll get back on the bus and get home early Thursday morning and, and move on. But it's uh, it's not a bad trip at all. It's not nearly as bad as some people make it out to be. And, uh, you know, to, to get back to the real question here about Jamestown, Jamestown has a nice team. They're uh, – there's some definite similarities. They shoot the ball really well. They have a couple different guys who can really get it going from three in, in Terrell Alfred and, and Isaiah Dobson. Those are both guys that were key players on their team a year ago. Um, they have a couple of really nice big guys. They really try to pound the ball inside uh, to both of them. Um, you know, And so it's nothing we haven't seen. There's a couple things that we're going to really try to, to look at to, to take away or, or make difficult for them offensively. Um, but I think for right now, it's, it's, we just have to make sure we're, we're doing our things good. You know, we, we've, and, and I've been guilty of it this year. We try to game plan probably a little too much. And when you do that, it's at the expense of something else you're taking practice time away from. And that's probably been some of our defensive fundamentals. And we've struggled with that at times. And so we've kind of gone back to basics here uh, the last couple days and, and just try to make sure we're really executing our, our basic stuff before we worry about what Jamestown's doing or wh- whoever's doing. Um, you know, so it's, I anticipate it's going to be a good high-scoring game. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a fun place to play, you know, and I think it's got – we played there th- – we were their first-ever GPAC game was right. when we played up there last year. And I think last year their crowds got better and better. And it looks like on film they've had really nice crowds. They have a really nice, uh, I think, three-year-old arena at this point. And, you know, you're always going to – 
What I look forward to at Jamestown is Dr. Paul Olson, who's their dean of students and a former professor at Briarcliff and former guest of the podcast. A huge basketball fan. Huge basketball fan. He talks trash to me during the game. You know, and I, I didn't know what his demeanor was going to be like, but he uh, – I don't hear the crowd much during games, but he was sitting so close and was so loud, I, I informed the ref that they missed a traveling call. <laughs> and he yelled at me, that's not a travel mark. <laughs> so he's, like, piping back to me during the game, and that, that's what I look forward to probably more than anything else going to Jamestown now is the heckling of Dr. Paul Olson. So that game will be 8 o'clock on Wednesday night. And then uh, fast-forwarding to Saturday, Concordia comes to Sioux City to uh, to play you guys here at the Newman-Flanagan Center. Women at 2, men will play at 4. And that's going to be a great day. Uh, it's Hall of Fame weekend, and uh, we've we, and the program uh, is going to be represented this year with Jake Shipley being inducted into the Briarcliff Hall of Fame. Before we talk about the game, why don't you just talk about that? Yeah, so Ship's going into the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, I think a lot of the listeners probably know Jake as our assistant coach the last two years, and, and he's now moved out of basketball and into what I would call a real job. But uh, he, was, he was a really good player at Briarcliff. You know, he's, I think, top 20 all-time in scoring and didn't play as a freshman. You know, if, if you look at – at least I can speak to my time nine years now in the program. A lot of the guys we've had, and, and we're recording this in the office, so I'm looking back at our wall of All-Americans. Um, you know, in my time, we've had Jake Shipley, Clay Harold, Brian Forbes, Eric Erdman, Jay Wolf, and Jackson Lamb have all been All-Americans. And Jake's the only one who didn't play as a freshman. Um, you know, and, and so I think he, part of that's a big testament to Jake. He just got better and better throughout his career here. And, and I came in – when Jake was a junior, you know, and he was coming off being a first-team all-conference player as a sophomore, and then that junior year he was the conference player of the year, and, and he was just an offensive assassin. Um, not a great ball handler by any stretch, but could really shoot it. At 6'8", on the wing, he could score in the post. He was a good quick jumper, had some nice highlight dunks for us. Um, you know, but he, he won a lot of games in his career here. And, you know, well-deserved honor. I think if, if you're the conference player of the year, you are a no-brainer for the Hall of Fame at Briarcliff. And so I, I'm really excited for Jake. I'm really proud of Jake. Um, you know, and it, it's going to be an awesome day, not only for him, but for the program. You know, that's one of ours going into the Hall of Fame and, and just having a lot of alums back. I know a lot of the guys he played with are going to be here. And I, I say it all the time, you know, that's the best part of coaching in my opinion, is the relationships. And so having a lot of those guys, and, you know, we're, we're talking like eight years ago now. It seems like yesterday, but, you know, some of the guys off that first team that I was a part of at Briarcliff. So it's going to be awesome to see those guys. And, and, you know, if you're around Sioux City and you can make it out, um, the actual induction itself is going to be at halftime of our game. Um, but there's a little ceremony before. So it, it, it's going to be a good day and, you know, really happy for Jake. So Concordia comes to town. Uh, this will be the second time you've played those guys. First game was uh, back earlier in the season, mid-November. Uh, great game. Came down to a buzzer beater by Nick Hoyt. I think he actually had two buzzer beaters that game. Maybe yeah, he one did. Half he, he, each half. Um, very different situations. But, you know, it's, it's stupid logic to think back and say, man, if he doesn't make one of those, you know, if he doesn't make the first half one, the second half one doesn't necessarily matter as much. But, you know, yeah, he was, he was big time that game. And, you know, Concordia is playing really, really well right now. They really are. They've had some nice wins. You know, they went up to Northwestern and won big, uh, beat Dort later that week. I, I think they're playing really well. And you're talking about a veteran team. Um, I think they have a lot of chemistry and a lot of – I just think they're playing with a lot of confidence together. And, and that's a huge attribute to have. And that's, that's something we've had this season. And that's one of the main things we're trying to get back as a team. And it – the beautiful thing about that is, Matt, is it, it it might take one play to spark that or one big run in the game to spark that, and that's what we're trying to get to. But uh, Concordia is good. Play like us in a lot of ways. They're fast. They shoot a lot of threes. They have some really, really explosive scores in their guard court. Um, and, I, and I think they've been really aggressive defensively. I think that's helped to kickstart the run they've been on here. And so, you know, and anytime you play somebody a second time, when you're the team that won – I think the biggest mistake you can make is think, okay, well, we can do what we did last game 
and it's going to win us a game again. I think that's a, a recipe for disaster. You know, I think it's more important to, okay, what did they do that really hurt us last game? Let's try to adjust here and here and here. Um, and when you're the team that, that loses the first game, there's just a more intrinsic motivation. That, I think that's human nature. Um, you know, now I, I don't think our guys by any stretch are going to overlook them because, I mean, it took all of 40 minutes to, to get that win last time. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's a good game. I, it's usually a pretty fun game when we play those guys. And I think a lot of that has to do with just the style we both play. It, it contrasts a little bit, but there's a lot of things that we do pretty similar. So uh, make sure you get down here. Women will play at 2 o'clock. Men will play at 4 o'clock here at the Newman Flanagan Center at Briar Cliff University. Uh, again, Hall of Fame weekend. So uh, get down here, fill up the gym, support uh, Jake Shipley and the program. It's, it's going to be an awesome day. All right, so that's going to bring us to our guest for the week. And uh, somebody we've had on before in the past, a friend of the podcast, uh, Lance Creech. Lance, uh, if, if our listeners don't recall, uh, you uh, coached down at Hastings, and Mark Sfigaro was the grad assistant for you back in 07 to 09, I believe. And so now you're coaching at uh, Hastings High School. How's your season going so far? Well, it's going pretty good right now. We're 11-1. and one. Haven't played but two home games, so we've, we're pretty battle tested on the road at neutral floors right now. So, all in all, uh, things go pretty well. Yeah, it must be a nice luxury that uh, your wife passed on a lot of athleticism to your son, who's your best player. Yeah, if I would have known that, I'd have had about five more kids and probably be coaching until you know I was in my upper 80s. But uh, it is what it is, and my time's probably dwindling as far as being a smart guy. <laughs> oh, so 11 and one. Is that what you said, no, coach? 11 and oh. Le- okay, that's what I thought. No, I thought I. Won yet. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Um, you know, so you're at about the halfway point. I mean, what are you, what are you seeing from your guys? Obviously, winning's good, but. You know things that you really like this point, or what are what are a couple things you still would like to see improve as you move into the back half of the year? Well, I think we got a lot of room to grow simply because, excuse me, we haven't we haven't hardly done anything offensively. I mean, we've just got some pretty good players that uh, I'm kind of letting go, and they're doing a good job of uh, you know controlling their own tempo and taking good shots. We don't turn the ball over a ton. Um, so we, we're pretty fortunate. Just defensively, we're still we're big, but we can't get out of our own way sometimes because we think we can just block shots. It's a statistic that we don't even chart. I don't even. I, I never put it on our stat board at the end of the day. Um, so I don't know where we're getting all this uh, uh, self-proclaimed athleticism that we think we're a bunch of shot blockers right now, but. Uh, we've got to do a better job just on the ball, tracing the ball, getting deflections, you know, continuing to, to put pressure on people. Uh, when we do that, I think we're going to be a tough out, you know, come postseason. Yep. Um, you know, and, and if, if we talked about this last year when you were on, I apologize for bringing it back up. But, you know, talk about you've now coached both your sons and your younger son, Connor, is a senior. What's that been like? Well, you know, there's days, I mean, Connor – it's kind of different because Christian, you know, was kind of a late bloomer. I mean, he's probably always six nine, maybe even pushing six ten. Um, he does the, you know, Christian was a kid that played freshman A, freshman B, reserve, junior varsity, junior varsity is a varsity starter. You know, just he, he played the whole gamut. And then Connor comes in as a freshman and has an opportunity to play immediately. Uh, and it wasn't because he was so good. I mean, he was a five foot. 820 pound freshman, uh, but he was a good boy and he could make open shots. So, you know, I, I've probably been accused of more uh, nepotism than I would like at this point in my career. But at the same time, you know, having two sons and, and playing two different roles in the same program kind of grounds things, you know, and I, I guess I feel. Uh, like we've done a good job of, of making sure they earn their way and, and which I, I really think they have yeah and, and like I said that's all coming from Liz your wife I know that basketball skill is not coming from you and Connor's a heck of a player I do know that uh, well my wife was a cheerleader and a swimmer diver so I'm I, not gonna give her I, a I stand by it I've seen your jumper I stand by it well Back in 1988, if you played for Terry Lance and you were 6'5", 
you weren't allowed to get out of the paint. So my jumper consisted of free throws. So hey, I'm not necessarily. I'm going to counter uh, that, dude, because I also played for Terry Lance a little bit later than you did. And I all I did was shoot threes. I mean, if you can make them, I think he would let you shoot them. Well, then you weren't tough enough to play inside. So I guess that's, you know, it's kind of one of those chicken or the egg, which came first, where you soft and you could only shoot threes and you couldn't guard, so you only ran arc to arc, or were you tough and more valuable on the block? I'm going to go with option B. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's a revisionist history version of it. You know, what really was the case was I played with a guy by the name of Sean Swan, who was one of the best athletes nobody's ever heard of. And he played inside, and I could space the floor for him, so I shot threes. Had nothing to do with toughness. It had to do with basketball smarts. Whatever helps you sleep at night, brother. Whatever helps you sleep. <laughs> All right, so, Coach, um, you know, myself being a, an alum of a Class B powerhouse basketball program that I am and, and Hastings High being a Class B program, you know, what's the landscape look like this year? I mean, obviously, we've talked about you guys are off to a great start. Um, I know you guys are ranked really high right now. Um, you know, what – What's the landscape look like? Who are the really good teams at this point? Well, I think right now Omaha's guts, you know, it's theirs to lose. I think if, you know, if you're uh, splitting hairs, I mean, you know, they're the defending champion and, and they're at the top of things, you know, year in and year out, uh, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, Skid's always going to be in the mix. Um, then, you know, just as far as teams that are kind of uh, consistently from week to week in that top five, I think you got to look at Hastings. Uh, Ron Colley's uh, lost a couple here, but I still think they're a very, very good team. Um, I think, you know, you can go west a little bit. You, you know, you can look at Alliance. I know there's um, some teams. Beatrice is really creeping up. They're playing very well. Mount Michael's in the top four or five uh, consistently. So I think... You know, you, you, right now, to me, you put Scud on a shelf, and I think everybody's fighting for an opportunity to play Scud at this point. I gotcha. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't hear the Ralston Rams mentioned in there. I know they, they've, <laughs> I they've, been, they've been struggling no. a little bit lately, but. No, they have. They're, they're playing better. They are better. Um, we went to Ralston this year. Uh, didn't play great and got out of there with the win. It was kind of a Well, that's a hard game. place to play, let's be honest. It is. It is. I did not see your banner hanging anywhere, so that made it a little bit easier for me. But at the same time, it is a tough place to play. Um, but, you know, Coach Butenbach, who's a former Hastings Tiger, uh, just inducted into our Hall of Fame a year ago, is, is at the helm there at Ralston. And he's doing a really good job, you know. And, and Ralston, very much like Hastings, is just a little bit different scenario with uh, demographic. You know, he's, he's fighting a lot different fights than a lot of other Class B uh, school districts. So um, he's doing a heck of a job, though. So you can hang your hat on the Rams any day right now. Coach, one thing we like to talk about is uh, fun places to go play away games. What are some of the more fun or electric environments that you play on the road? Probably the best place I've ever played, college, high school, whatever it may be, was Elkhorn, Mount Michael. If you haven't been in the gym, uh, that thing was constructed when Christ was a kid. I mean, this thing is old and small. There's a there's a uh, balcony where you film from, and you can only see from the free throw line out when your uh, when your team's in the second half. So if you've got a shooter in the corner, you don't know who that guy is. Uh, it's got the restraining line, so you got your out of bounds line, and then all of a sudden when you go to throw it in, you step to what you know would be pretty close to a volleyball court kind of sideline um there you know your feet are on the floor when, when you're sitting on the bench last year Derek Spooner the head coach of Mount Michael and I were sitting side by side uh <laughs> on the bench you know as opposed to coaches and you know I mean it's just nuts it, it probably holds maybe 350 people and that's just the fire marshals being fair uh but it is absolutely crazy uh, environment and I, I'm kind of you know Hastings High we have the biggest high school gym for our seating capacity in the state of Nebraska I mean we're three full courts 10 baskets seats over 3,000 people um, you know we fill it I mean we're getting really nice crowds right now because everybody wants to come support you when you're winning but you know it was built for graduation basically so uh, you know we we kind of have one of the more unelectric atmospheres unless you're really playing well um, 
but man, there's just so many. I'm more of an old school gym kind of guy. I like yes. those gyms that maybe even have a stage on them. They're tight. Your locker room looks like Freddy Krueger just got changed in there. I mean, it's just anything that's old and dingy. I don't know. I kind of like that environment or that atmosphere. Yeah, I'm with you, too. And Mount Michael's awesome. I was hoping you'd bring that up because that place. And I know Spoon's got things rolling there again. For a long time, that was one of the hardest places in the state of Nebraska to win, I think. Back in the in the 80s and 90s, they were really, really good. Oh, um, yeah. And then they would play that long 1-3-1. One, one, and, heck, you couldn't get the ball out of a corner. It was a snake pit to try and play in. But, um, you know, it, it is. It's just I just like anywhere there's loud, there's a band, it smells like popcorn. And that's the one thing, you know, coming from my first game as a high school coach here at Hastings High, I remember getting on the bus and our assistant, Coach Simmons, he looked at me and he goes, well, welcome to high school. And I was like, bro, I'm not driving the bus. <laughs> I'm not worried about anything right now. We're going, we walk into Seward High School that first game and there's a band playing and popcorn's in the air. And I mean, it was you know, this was November, where in NAI, until football season's over, it's really hard to get great crowds because your student body is so, uh, you know, they're athletic-minded and they're so tied up in their own things for the most part. Most NAI campuses, it's hard to get great student crowds, that is. Yep. Um, so you brought something up talking about playing at Mount Michael, and uh, it's something I'm just starting to, to get to a little bit. But that was, you mentioned Derek Spooner. He's the head coach there. He's a former player of yours. Yep. Um, played at Hastings when I was on your staff. You know, what's that like now that you, you've got former players that you're coaching against? It's crazy because in, in we did kind of a – oh, we just made a list of all the kids that played for us at Hastings College that are now, you know, either assistant college coaches, head college coaches, uh, head high school guys. There's like 21 or 22 guys that are coaching, you know, high school or higher – um, and I've been fortunate, you know, I've, I've faced Drake Bronick, who was a, a former grad assistant, uh, Maya Slau, who was a player, and a former grad assistant, Spooner, as a player. I mean, uh, I haven't played Cam Scholl. We played him in the summer, who's a centennial, as a former player. Um, I can't beat any of them. It <laughs> tells you how good of players they were and how dumb of a coach I am, because I cannot beat one of our uh, former players. Are, are you still so, over? Uh, no, I beat Slough about a decade ago, it feels like, and I'm, I'm going to hang my hat on that one for, you know, until I'm done because that's about my own W out of this whole thing. Yeah, the sad thing is I think I think Maya listens to the podcast, and I'd rather not give him any uh, any positive mention, but I guess we have to here. <laughs> I tell you what, he's got the Islanders playing well. They're like 7-4 and four right now, and it, it, this is how smart – I mean, he did inherit this from me. He might be the only guy that's as dumb. It's not a little dumber than me. Uh, you know, talking before the season, man, I just don't think we're going to be able to score it. I bet we're really good defensively. The last three games, they've gone 90, 87, and 70. So, there again, the old Creech, uh, you know, chromosome slipped through the cracks, and he caught it in stupidity as well. <laughs> All right, so Coach Creech, uh, you know, I, I, I know you're a listener to the podcast, and so you're probably familiar with some of the new segments that we've had on here. So we're going to keep you around uh, because I think – Coach Figuera's been been chomping at the bit to get some of your wisdom in, in some of the segments we're going to talk about. So the first thing we're going to do is we're going to have uh, Coach Figuera share one of his life rules. Well, actually, Matt, we're going to put Coach Creech on the spot first. And I, working with the guy for two years, I know he's got some some very probably opinionated life rules. And I also need to say before we get to that, you know, Nick Nelson was on last week. Um, always great on the podcast and you know he kind of called me out for my life rules being common sense but I think I just have to say that if all this stuff was so common I wouldn't have to say it was a life rule because people would just abide by it you know so Nick I think you're right but I wish these things were a little more common so coach Creech life rule what do you got if you are shopping at a grocery store and you are wearing headphones First of all, look over your shoulder. Look left or right. You got to look for a back screen. If you're wearing headphones at Walmart, you got to be have your you got to have your head on a swivel. All right, first and foremost, because if you stop in the middle of the aisle and you can't get to what it's traffic rules, man. Stay right. Stay right. Let people go around. Don't park your cart in the middle 
of the aisle at Walmart or any other grocery store while you're wearing headphones, period. That's, that's, I understand what Coach Nelson's going is common sense, but sometimes you have to explain common sense, which is a scary trait and trend in our society right now. Yeah, that's a good one. That, that kind of goes along with some of my uh, past life rules about grocery stores. Um, and I'm going to actually, I had a different one, but I'm going to save it because I'm going to piggyback off. We're going to stay with grocery stores. It's been a hot theme here the last couple of weeks is grocery stores on the podcast. But uh, so at the High V on Hamilton Boulevard in Sioux City, which is where I shop, they have a lot of, they have some self-checkout aisles now, which I actually prefer. Most times it's quicker. I like bagging my own groceries because I'm a little anal about how my groceries go into a sack. You know, you don't put certain things with other certain things, whatever. Well, there's nothing worse than getting stuck behind somebody that doesn't understand the concept of the self-checkout at the self-checkout. It shouldn't, it shouldn't take you five minutes to look up the onion that you have. You know, there's a search bar. You, you type in O-N, and onion's going to pop up. You just click it, and it weighs it for you. You know, it shouldn't be that hard. If you don't know what you're doing, just go to the standard aisle. That's my life rule. Yeah, and I'm gonna add. I'm gonna even add to that. If you've got a cart full of, I would say more than ten things, don't go through the self checkout. How do you feel about that? Really, I, I think that's a pretty low threshold. Really? Yeah, I, I think you know, like they used to have express lanes where you had to be right. twelve or less, and you'd always have the idiot that had like fifteen items there. Yeah. I I think in the in the self checkout. I think 25 standard. 25? 25 mm. items. I, I just think if you can't fit all your stuff into the bags in the little platform where the bag is located, then it's too much. So okay, I don't know so if I you like, can put I a like number where on you're that. Going. Maybe you're saying if you have more than what's going to fit on the platform, yeah. you go to the regular checkout. Yeah, I can get yeah. on board with that. Yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's a and little I've better And I've been guilty of it. breaking that. To be yeah. honest, but well, I'm gonna be a little more conscious about that moving forward. No, I, I've done the same thing too. But uh, no, that's that's a a good group of life rules, something that everyone can take with them. Something that in the headphones, Coach Creech, headphones. You know, that's I don't see that a lot. But you're exactly right. If you can't hear what's going on around you, you better be turning your head 100% of the time, understanding what's going on in every single direction, because uh, that's just ridiculous. And yeah. The fact that like I'm, I'm going to start going, uh, get my phone on, and I'm going to start like 15 feet away when I see this, and I'm going to go Rex Chapman, blocker charge, <laughs> and I'm going to shove my cart full of bags of ice and frozen uh, meat so it's really heavy, and I'm just going to start knocking people down. And I'm going to put it on Twitter and go blocker charge. <laughs> Oh, I like it. And, and, you know, headphones is a new phenomenon. And, and I'm to the point now where I, I'm enough older than our players that I don't get some of their stuff. And I, I fully admit that, and that's fine. Headphones is one of them. I, there's some of our guys, they always have headphones in constantly. And, it's you know, part of it's the technology of the day. Like when I was in college, you'd have to have your disc man with you to, right. to have your headphones right. in. And, Coach Creech, you probably didn't have a portable 8-track player. Um <laughs> No. Maybe you did, but, uh, you know, and that's part of it. But I always give them a hard time. Like, guys, you know, pay attention to what's going on around you. Talk to people when you walk across campus. You know, don't just yeah. walk with your with your head down and your headphones in. Just be sociable. And, you know, I think that's a life rule in itself right there. Well, and I tell any kid that, you know, you ask kids after graduation, well, what are you going to study in college, this, that, and the other? Well, I'm pre-med. And I tell kids all the time, if you don't go into audiology, I think you're crazy because there's going to be about two generations of our population that are going to be deaf before the age of 30 because they never take their earbuds out, their headphones, whatever it may be. Um, so I think that's a, it, you know, you're not, you're not getting called on a Saturday at 3 a.m. for an emergency earache. You know, you're, you're dealing with specific hearing issues. So I think if you're pre-med and you don't look at audiology, uh, I think you're crazy because... Uh, there's going to be a lot of money to be made in hearing aids in the next 25 to 30 years. Wow, this this is expanding past life rules to just straight up life wisdom with Coach Yes, Rage. <laughs> yes this is just age and uh, yeah, this is pretty golden stuff right here. All right, so moving on to Champ or Chump here, and I cut Matt off because he always introduces this, but I I kind of remember a couple weeks back you sent me an email with some Champ or Chumps. And uh, I had to I had to clean it up a little bit to say it on the podcast. And I know you uh, you you have some hot takes on some things. So 
Champ or Chump, first of all, LC, do you have any off the top of your head you want to throw out for the conversation today? Uh, are we going to use the ones that I emailed you? Well, we used those already. You oh, know, we did? Okay. Yeah, because we, we, I think it was last week or two weeks ago we talked about the, the long sleeve shirt with the sleeves yeah. pushed up, yeah, yeah. which I'm currently doing right now. Right. That's, that was where it was directed. I know it was. Okay. Because I can All recall right. back a decade ago that you and Nick Bros constantly made fun of me for doing that. So I, yes. I knew where it was yep. coming. I, you know, there, like you would say, more than a pretty face. There's a lot going on upstairs here. Right. Yes, I got you. Okay. All right. I uh, and I, I can't remember if you guys mentioned this, um, but you guys remember the Larry Tate office linebacker guy? Yeah. Uh, Reebok commercials where you just be walking through the office and all of a sudden he's going to come from blindside just decleat you. Remember those commercials? <laughs> those are those are yeah. great. Those were awesome. So I'm going to start going Larry Tate, office linebacker on just general population. Um, guys, if you're in your 30s and you're wearing a jersey of an NFL and or NBA team, get your head on a swivel because Larry Tate's coming, man. <laughs> yeah, that I, I'm I'm champ all the way with you on that one. Yeah. Now, and, and, son, and, and chump to wear in the jersey, obviously. Yes, yes. And if your son, now if you've got a son or daughter playing in the NBA, WNBA, NFL, we'll, we'll revisit that rule. I get that. You know, you're, you're a proud parent. Okay, I get it. But, yeah, just the average, you know, nine-to-fiver, you know, wearing a uh, Cam Newton jersey on a Sunday. <laughs> no, I'm not going down with that, man. Does this uh, – let- there's a potential loophole here because you mentioned out in public what's your thoughts on that same guy wearing that jersey in the comfort of his own home for example matt's a big chiefs fan and yesterday he's wearing a mahomes jersey during the game what's your thoughts on he doesn't leave his house it's just him his wife and kids is that is that legit or is that is that a chump too okay hey how old is he i'm 34 34 okay so you're on the threshold of getting larry tated it's your house man i can't i don't you know i don't clean other people's houses man i what you do in your own home that's on you if you can live with it so be it so another clarification if what if you're actually going to the game is that a no. loophole no 100 um, percent no yeah that's even worse because there again you're in public you know <laughs> i i think you miss her like the whole public thing of it right so just just save it wear it at home you know when you're watching uh the nfl countdown and all that kind of stuff but as soon as you get outside you just gotta throw a hoodie on or a quarter zip and you gotta be an adult male and keep and keep your sleeves down obviously keep your sleeves down it's cold out so i don't even know if we went champ or chump and I well think I, I, I mean i one. i think you did without actually saying champ or chump and then then i kind of answered the the champ to you, Larry Tating people, and the chump to wearing a jersey in public. Got it. Got it. Okay. No offense to your partner in crime. <laughs> none, none take it. Well, I don't think he actually wears one. I don't one. own one. You know, I, don't I, own I used one. him as an example because the Chiefs oh, played gotcha. yesterday, and he's a huge Chiefs fan. Right. So, okay. yeah, no no offense taken. That doesn't apply to me anyway. So. All right. Fair enough. Matt, what do you got? You're well, always good for some champ or chumps. Yeah, well, I do have a few, but we actually we had a, a listener send in uh, a couple questions and then also a couple champ or chumps. So why don't we uh, bring those in? Because I'd like to get Coach Creech's opinion on these two. So these came from Kent Malone, uh, and he had a couple champ or chumps. And the first one is having a favorite college football team but not cheering for the basketball team. So he has an example of a Nebraska football fan but your favorite college is North Carolina. I think a better example would be Nebraska football, Creighton basketball. I think that's more common in this area. Uh, what are yes. your thoughts on that, champ or chump? Uh, I'm going to go, and, I, and I, I'm going to – okay, i gotta, I got to tread lightly here. I think it's chump, but I'm kind of guilty as, as you're, well. You're more than kind of guilty, bro. No, <laughs> uh, hear me out. So I'm a Michigan State Spartan basketball fan, Okay. I do follow the sports in football, but not to the degree that I could tell you there. I could tell you five starters on either side of the basket or on either side of the football. All right. Now I I also root for the Huskers. Now the Scott Frost is is back and and things are hopefully looking a little bit better. But I 
my gamut of college teams are uh, pretty thorough because I like coaches, I like certain players, I like certain styles and schemes. So um, I've got to tread lightly on there, but I, I think that's a chump. I think that's a chump thing because we have a lot of Husker football guys in KU basketball or Husker football, Creighton basketball, and yeah, I just don't like that. You got if you're gonna wear it, I think you got to wear it true. Hundred percent chump. And this, this is a, a sore subject with me. Um, you know, I've, I've been a diehard Hawkeye fan my whole life through, through good and bad, and there's been some bad in both those sports. Um, but, I, but I've stuck with them. Now, I cheer for Creighton, being an Omaha native. Um, and, but if it comes down to it and Iowa's playing Creighton, I'm cheering for Iowa. I got it. Okay. You know, and so I'm saying chump to, to different teams, and, and we've had some guys in our program that are like that, and they take a lot of crap from me for it. But uh, let me let me throw one at you here, LC, because Matt, just Matt real, brought real, it up. Real quick, I just have a comment on that same topic before we move away. All from right, that. I think I think there's one little nuanced scenario that's a little bit different, and that's if if it's kind of the reverse. If you grew up a Creighton basketball fan or something like that, and Creighton is your school, you obviously don't have a football team then. So I think if it's reverse, you're going from non-sport school and finding a, a school that has that sport, that's a little bit different. But if you're just picking and choosing based upon maybe which program's having more success or whatever it is, uh, you know, then I, I think definitely I agree that that's a chump. So sorry to interrupt you, Coach. Well, and, and yeah. I, I was going to bring that loophole up because, yeah. you know, you brought it up, LC, is, you know, I think they're called Jaskers that are, that are Husker football fans and diehard Creighton basketball fans. Is there a loophole there? Well, yeah, I think you have to look at that one simple because, you know, if Creighton uh, had football, at least, at least there would be an opportunity to, to cheer for them as well. But since they don't, you know, at least you're only going 50 miles down the road to, to cheer for your squad. So, you know, you got to, I guess, you know, the KU basketball fan and K-State football fan, something like that. That's garbage. You know, that, that would bother me. Michigan State basketball, Michigan football, vice versa, that would bother me. Um but, you know, in, in well, we, we have a former player who, you know, same thing, Iowa State basketball, Iowa football. That's uh, garbage. That, no. Yeah. That's the most course, egregious Terrence. of them all. That's terrible. Yeah, that's bad. I think, we, I think you should no. name them. I think they should be named. Well, and, and I, I think, yeah. yeah, you're right. And I think the last time I talked to uh, Clayton Harold, <laughs> I think he may have switched full to Iowa State across the board, which is obviously the wrong choice. But, um, you know, when he was in college, we gave him a lot of crap because – it was basketball season, you know, it was all Hilton magic. But when it was football season, it was black and gold for Clay Harold. Yeah, that, I would have a hard time sleeping at night, I guess. That, that's not very cool. Now, if mom and dad were like, you know, mom graduated from med school at Iowa State, dad was pre or was a law student at Iowa, okay, maybe you could see something there. But, man, that, those are pretty uh, special circumstances, I think. Yeah, there, there are certain loopholes, and you could play that game all day, but it – Sure. I think the overriding answer here is chump across the board. No doubt. No so, uh, so Kent Malone had another champer chump, uh, and the second one is looking at at what play your opponent picks when playing a sports video game like Madden or Tecmo Bowl. So, like spying, like going Patriot yeah. Belichick thing. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Like if you and I are playing Tecmo Bowl, and I'm watching your controller to see what play you're picking. Yeah, that's total chump. That's. Yeah, that's bad news, man. You can't. That's a good way to get knocked right in the snot locker if you do that. Because you're, you're. That's that's yeah, that's bad chump stuff there. Yeah, and I I, I was gonna say that's a good way to get Larry Tated. Yeah, no doubt, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, chump for sure. I mean, yeah. I had one uh, that I just wanted to ask, non non sports related here, but just something I want to get a, a judgment call on because this is one that seems to come up from time to time, uh, but. So I'm an audiobook guy. Okay. Champ or Chump, considering an audiobook as a book that you've read. Champ or Chump? Oh, champ. Yeah. 100% I... Champ. Yeah, totally. Okay, here's my opinion. And uh, being a PE major, you can probably count on uh, one hand how many books I've actually read that are not pertaining to coaching, athletics, some kind of sports genre, and that whole. Uh, configuration of reading books, right? So I've read Rumblefish, I've read Shane, 
and I've read, uh, that's probably the only two books outside of a sporting book that I've ever read. But kind of to expand on the audio book, yeah, you're still spending time. You're still getting the knowledge. It's not like Cliff's Notes or something. You're still getting all the good stuff, right? So furthermore, my wife is an English major. My mother-in-law has a doctorate in English. And I argue with them all the time that if the book is so good, why is it not a movie? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really, we're going to go Larry Tate on people that say, oh, the book is so much better than the movie. How? How? Yeah. It would take me two weeks to read the book. It takes me two hours to watch a movie. That's, I think it's just a sunk cost thing. You already invested the time. You don't want to feel foolish that you could have saved you know, two weeks of your life by just watching a two-hour movie. So that's kind of my yeah. theory, my psychological theory on it. Yeah, yeah I, I think I, you're right. I can get on board with that. And I, you know, the, the movie versus book argument, I don't read. It seems like a lot of movies outside of some, you know, based on true story ones, they're, they're fictional books. And I, I pretty much read nonfiction stuff. So I, I've, I can't say I've been in that situation. But the audio book, that's a champ. You're reading the book. You know, you're not yeah. visually reading it, but you're absorbing the knowledge. That's why you read the book, mm-hmm. is yeah, to absorb the knowledge totally. or to be entertained. And you're getting one or the other or both right there. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Easy enough. Okay, so, uh, you know, last week we had Nick Nelson on, like you mentioned earlier. Um, and uh, you guys had talked about the idea of maybe starting a spinoff podcast where you guys would talk about the top five in X category, whatever it is that you wanted to talk about. So, you know, what, what might be kind of fun to do today is maybe uh, introduce a kind of a mini version of that and, and get your guys' opinion on a top five and in the category of your choice. And so, uh, Coach Creech, you know, we'll, we'll defer to you. Uh, what, what category do you want to uh, discuss in terms of the starting five today? Okay, I've given this a lot of thought. You can go music, you can go movies, you can go teams, players, blah, 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 blah. But as much as you guys talk food on this podcast, I think let's stick with food. But I'm going to throw a, kind of a special caveat in here because I know every little town has their favorite little mama pop or maybe there's two, you know, taco joints of the same name in your community, whatever. But we're going to go nationally franchised fast food establishments. Starting five. I like this, LC, and okay. and I have a I have a strange love of fast food. I mean, probably not strange, but I actually like chain fast food. You know, if you don't that's know th- if you don't know that about me, that's true. And speaking of small town or you know random places, I think we'll both agree that the best burger in Hastings is at the Barrel Bar. No question. Okay, so no question. starting five, and there's certain things where I would label the position of each answer in a basketball reference. I don't really have that for, for restaurants. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw my starting five fast food restaurants at you. And okay. this is really in no order. And laugh at me if you like, but I really like McDonald's. And McDonald's is absolutely on the starting five. You know, There's a reason that they've sold however many billions of burgers. You can't go wrong with McDonald's. That's right. And, and I think we have to give like extra special consideration because their breakfast is legit. No doubt. And no I, doubt. I have for this is the sixth consecutive season. Every Saturday morning we have a game. I eat breakfast at McDonald's. You know, so I like it. breakfast is legit. Uh, number two, I'm going Taco John's. Okay. Taco John's. Like you mix it up. You, you get out of the burgers a little bit. Potato Olays are awesome, you know, and there's just there's a lot of variety on that menu. You can't really go wrong. All right, so number three, I'm gonna go with Wendy's. I think of the national fast food chains, Wendy's has the best burger. Um, yeah, I don't know that you need to venture out past just a, a good old-fashioned double cheeseburger at Wendy's. McDonald's fries are better, but Wendy's is on the list, no doubt about it. Number four, Chick-fil-A. Does that count? Is that, does that fit into this? Is that a national brand? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean have, you don't have one in Hastings, but, you know, no, there, there's a lot of those a, around. If you have a commercial on Super Bowl Sunday, you're, you're, in, you're right. in this debate. Chick-fil-A. Because, you know, here's my thing with this starting five. I don't want five of the same. Just like I don't want five of the same players starting in a basketball game, we need to mix this up and diversify a little bit. So we have, you know, Taco John's for a change of pace. We have Chick-fil-A for a change of pace. 
And then uh, my last one is also a change of pace. And I, you're going to have to tell me if this is, qualifies as fast food to you. Popeye's chicken. I would say yes. Okay. It does qualify. What, what makes yeah. a fast food restaurant? Is it the drive-thru? Is it... I mean, what, what makes a fast I food restaurant? I think it's pretty self-explanatory. Do you get your food fast? Okay, so is, is Chipotle fast food? I would say they are fast food. Oh. Just because you sit down and kind of dying doesn't mean it's not fast. Okay, okay. I can get on board. Yeah. But that, that's my five. So we've got McDonald's, Taco John's, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, and Popeye's. So, I LC, like it. it's your turn. Okay. And I'm going to put mine as far as the player rank, and I'm going to... Um, the older I get coaching, the more I realize that point guard is the most dominant, the most important position on the floor. So I'm going to come off the bench, or I'm going to start my starting five here. Um, kind of the uh, anchor in the middle. My my post man is going to be McDonald's. You know, just uh, tested through time. Can't go wrong. Anybody, kids, you know, they invented the Happy Meal. They had the Playland. They, they've done so much. Uh, to push the envelope as far as uh, pushing it forward for fast food. I'm going McDonald's as my post player. Uh, my power forward, because actually I'm going to make this guy my small forward because you can eat a little bit healthier at Qdoba because you can, uh, you know, you can watch your rice, you can watch your carbs, you can do all that kind of stuff, and you can add a little guacamole for protein. And, this, uh, and plus they have that uh, soda machine where you can mix and match your sodas, which is pretty awesome. Number three, I'm going to stay on the uh, Mexican genre and go with Taco John's. I'm going to make that my power forward just because you eat there enough. You're going to be a little bit more bulky than if you were going to just eat a Qdoba. But uh, the potato lays with a little cheese sauce, you know, six-pack and a pound, all those kinds of things. Uh, Hard to go wrong with Taco John's. Uh, Number two, my shooting guard is going to be Wendy's. Wendy's, I think they have the best fast food burgers. Right on. Flavorful. Um, you know, their chicken is actually pretty good. Their spicy chicken, uh, nothing to be short on. They got great spicy chicken sandwiches. They got the frosty. You know, they got they got a lot going there. At Wendy's, the best Wendy's in Nebraska is the Wendy's at the I eighty in York. For those listeners that want to try the best chili, I eighty York Wendy's. And then my number one uh, point guard most important fast food joint national chain subway because the variety that you can get a subway second to none salads wraps pizza uh obviously sandwiches you can find a subway in a gas station in a town of a thousand you can find it in any corner in a town of fifty thousand if you're a basketball coach at the high school or small college level it's great for a pregame. They're very uh, good for a postgame. If you're playing back-to-back nights, you don't want to bog down with pizza, um, that kind of thing. So I'm going to go Subway as my point guard. All right. So we have three overlaps, McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco John's. So I yep. think we're on the same page there. You know, yep. personal preference for me, I'm not a big Subway fan. You know, I, I think there's too much bread on the sandwich. Um, I'm not a big veggie on my sandwich guy, and I know you are. Yep. Um, so, I, you know, Qdoba, I'm down with that. I like Qdoba or Chipotle, Poncheros, any of those burrito-type places. So I'm on board with that. You know, and so then my, my two that I had that you did, Chick-fil-A and Popeye's, you have issues with those? No, I do not. Uh, unfortunately, we just got a Popeye's in Grand Island, you know, about 25 miles north of Hastings. I just don't get an opportunity to eat at those places very often because they're not very prominent in in my living area. The one that now that I look at my list that all basketball coaches also above and beyond Subway is probably a Pizza Hut and or a Little Caesars kind of a pizza joint. Quick yeah. pizza to throw at your team on the way home. It's that's kind of right. stupid we don't have a pizza joint. Yeah, it is. I That's that's a little different, I think. I, I I think that's a different conversation for starting five pizza places. Okay. Because that, 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 you know, when when you come back on the podcast, inevitably a third time, you know, it gives us something to talk about. Yes. And and to bring up Subway, um, because you you had it as your point guard, there was a time where you really micromanaged what your players could even order at Subway. And if I'm not mistaken, it was was 
turkey, ham, or roast beef. Is that correct? Is that what it was? Chicken, chicken, ham, or roast beef. Yeah, chicken, ham, or roast beef. Not even a turkey yep. sandwich. Uh, there might have been like a sub club on there, but it was. Pretty... I remember. I remember a lot of complaints from players. You know, no chicken bacon ranch, no uh, right. no meatball. Um, you know, some of some of the probably more popular ones were a no go for at least a year or two of Hastings College basketball. Yeah. Did not go over and well with the players. And, no, and, and when 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 things like that happen, you know, there's there's one or two people that take the brunt of it from the players, and it's not the head coach. No. It's it's the it's the players. They're like, Sfagera, bros, like what's he doing? Like why why can't I get a, a, a subway melt? <laughs> like, hey, you know, guys, this this is the rule. We got you know, just just get a sandwich, we'll be good. And then you also I think it's probably the same year, you were on a big kick of getting nothing but the veggie delight. Yeah, that was dumb on my part. <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely it. it was. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a bad deal on my end, no doubt. Yeah, I see Subway as the guy who's on the bench who won't give you a lot of minutes, but uh, he's not really going to come in and make a lot of mistakes for you. He'll just come in, give you a few good minutes. He's always there. No matter what's the situation, he's going to be there for you. So, uh, no, those are good lists. Yeah, so, all right, so real quick, on the spot, who's your sixth man on that team? Ooh, my sixth man. Yeah, I'm going to go Burger King, man. Oh, man, come on. Yeah, Burger King, right across the street from our high school here. Got a great uh, sausage-only biscuit. The best fast food coffee that you can find is Burger King, no question. Um, yeah, I, I just got to go. Again, you know how it is, man, when you're, you spend all those years recruiting and, and traveling and playing in these small towns in Kansas and Iowa. Sometimes you're just forced to eat some bad food just because it's available. So um, you got to stay true to the places that fed you. Yeah, that's true, and I, I'm going to – I'm not a Burger King fan, but my, my sixth man's Arby's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. A pricey. Yeah, they, a they've pricey. gotten a little little pricey with their stuff. But, again, you know, I, I don't just want a burger anytime I'm doing fast food. And you can you can mix some things up a little bit at Arby's with a roast beef sandwich and, you know, maybe sub out the curly fries for a potato cake. You know, that's an MVP oh. move right there. So <laughs> Ar, Arby, Arby's is my Tony Kukoc coming off the bench as a sixth man. That's fair. You can't go wrong with Tony Kukoc or Arby's. That's right. That's right. Well, Coach, you know, you're you're now in the two-timer club. We've had a few guests who have had the honor of being on this podcast two times. And, and like Coach hey, said. And it's uh, it's actually pretty good company. You know, so here, Hoosier's been on multiple times. Lance Creech, obviously, um, today. Nick Nelson is a three-timer. Matt Wilbur. Um, I don't know if you know Wilbs, Coach, but he's the head coach at Dakota yeah. Wesleyan. Probably know who he is. Right. And yep. uh, and Jackson Lamb, um, who's okay. our leading scorer and one of the leading scorers in the country. So you're in pretty good company. You know, I don't know where you rank in that. I mean, I'll leave that to the to the to the listeners. But uh, that's good company, in my opinion. Well, my goal is to be the Alec Baldwin of Saturday Night Live guest appearances. <laughs> and before this is all done, I hope to be the most um, podcasted uh, visitor of the Briarcliff basketball buckets podcast you know you know what you're gonna turn into is i and i don't know what podcast you're into right now do you listen to any of bill simmons stuff i don't no i'm a big jalen and jacoby uh big uh dan dockage guy right now okay so so bill simmons has a lot of the same recurring guests on his podcast he's got like nephew kyle and cousin sal like you're just gonna have a a a nickname i don't know what's gonna be yet like we're we're gonna have to come up something new i didn't Better than LC, no offense, but we're going to come up with something better, and you're just going to keep appearing. Okay, can I tell a quick funny story? Absolutely. So I go to the dentist about uh, two months ago, and, and you know how every time you go to the dentist, they update, you got to update your file, which I haven't moved out of this community in the last 15 years. I don't know why i got to keep rewriting my address. <laughs> anyway, so um, preferred name on the, on the new information <laughs> I wrote Big Papa. <laughs> so, it, gets it gets better. So the poor young like dental hygienist or whatever comes out. And I'm the only person in the waiting room, and she looks and she goes, "Big Papa." And I kind of look over my shoulder and I stand up. Yep, that's Big Papa. <laughs> hey, kudos and props to her for uh, doing her job and saying that. That yeah. would have been easy to blow it off. And I'm going to tell you what, 
if if that's not the perfect way to sign off a podcast, I don't know what is. And I promise you that will not be your nickname when you're the recurring guest on our podcast, but that's awesome. All right, man. It was awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, always a pleasure, LC. Thanks for coming on. All right. Take, take care. care. Yep. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, Coach. Well, as you know, uh, you know one of the fun things we like to do here is, is get some listener questions, and we had some this week. Like I said, Kent Malone had sent some into us, so we're going to go ahead and uh, ask the questions he sent in. And the first one, great question, by the way. If you could go back in time and attend any sporting event in history, what would you pick? And as a caveat, let's say you don't know what the result is going to be. Oh, wow. That, that second part's the kicker. Um, you know, because if it was just – go back in time a lot of my childhood revolved around the chicago bulls and so i would you know take your pick of of one of the finals you know a closeout finals game 96 comes to mind you know jordan came back still the best team in nba history the 95 96 bulls i think you know the game they closed out the 93 finals would have been awesome against phoenix that was a great series but not knowing the outcome that's the kicker here (laughs) Because there's, there has to be an element of surprise. You don't want to go to a game with your time machine and it be a blowout or something. Mm-hmm. You know, thinking just recently here, what was it, a couple of years ago, the, the NCAA National Championship game, Villanova, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Villanova, it's a buzzer beater. I think, I think that one would have been awesome. Um, you know, obviously watched it live. But being in a game like that, if you have good seats, think about the Final Four is it, they're in football stadiums. Right. You know, we're talking 75, 80,000 people. When most, like the biggest college basketball arenas hold 20,000. Right. You know, so we're talking four times the size. There's some really bad seats. I've experienced that firsthand. At the same time, Coach Schultz somehow sneaks down to three rows behind Kansas's bench and has a spot for me. And that's pretty awesome being there at a Final Four game for that. So I, I think that one would be pretty awesome. You know, I'm a big basketball football guy. Um, but I'm, I'm not a huge baseball guy, and I'm not a Cubs fan. But I think being in Wrigley Field when they won the World Series would have been unbelievable because of the torture that fan base has gone through. I think that would have been awesome. There's so many good answers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that Villanova-North Carolina game. Was that 17 or 16 or 18? It was one of the last few yeah, years. I Everybody knows it's thought I'm talking. The crying Jordan thing came out yeah. of that. Um, right, yep. You know, so that, that would be my answer, but – Wrigley Field when the when the Cubs won the World Series would be pretty awesome. No, I think Wrigley Field when the Cubs were, won the World Series would have been pretty dark because if I recall that they game on the was road. in Cleveland. All right, so I, I have to take sure. that. That's, <laughs> see, that shows how much I, I follow baseball. I, I don't even know where they won the won the dang series. No, I, I think just be outsider. I remember they had outside Wrigley they had the game up on the the board because that's the video where everyone's going crazy. But no, I, I hear you. That would have been an awesome one. You know, and, sure. and I I'm talking way too recent here. 1979 Final Four, Bird versus Magic. That would have oh, been awesome. Yeah. That, that, that's actually my final answer. That one, that one just hit me here late. That's my final answer. 1979 Final Four, Indiana State versus Michigan State, Bird versus Magic. So the second question, and uh, actually Andrew Douglas, another listener who sent in basically the exact same question. Uh, if you could pick uh, two announcers to do the play-by-play, of your greatest individual basketball performance, your greatest individual basketball performance, in either a game, scrimmage, or practice, who would be the crew? Do I have to answer when the performance was? I, th- I think it'd be helpful to, to give us some context. Because my, my greatest ever basketball performance was actually just an open gym. And, and just for a little context to it all, I transferred high schools as a junior. Um, and, and I transferred to Ralston High School from Papillion La Vista High School, both both south suburbs of Omaha. And I, I knew a couple of the players at Ralston because they're neighboring communities and, and knew one of them pretty well. But a lot of them didn't know much about me. And, you know, here I walk in. I'm probably 6'7 at the time as a high school junior, and that's going to turn heads at most schools. And so we're playing open gym. as the night before my first day at school. And we played for two hours, and I'm telling you, and, and if Ben Hollings listening to this, he will back this up. He's got a memory kind of like mine that he remembers everything, and he also would call me out if I was lying. So, Ben, if you're listening to this and I'm wrong, I want you to somehow get in touch with me and, and we'll correct my wrong on the podcast. We played for probably two hours, and Ben was on my team. He was a starting point guard on that team. And I bet in that time I went 43 for 50 from the field. I'm hitting threes. I'm scoring in the post. It just – it was almost like an out-of-body experience, but I just I got hot and I had it going. And so, you know, 
it's my first the <laughs> night before my first day at school so everybody thinks i'm awesome and they were in for a huge letdown <laughs> you know over the next two years but that that was my best ever basketball performance if we're just talking about playing the game not in a game but just playing the game that was my best performance and so i think i want marv albert on the play-by-play prime marv albert you know like late 90s marv albert on nba on tnt and as a play-by or excuse me as a color commentator i want steve kerr because he was awesome when he was on tv doing nba games obviously now he's a coach but give me marv albert and give me steve kerr that's a duo right there and a great question yeah well, keep those coming that, that, that was a that was a that was a productive email for us today, for sure. And and you can get those to us on Twitter at. So Kent, don't don't be afraid to send send more in. I like it. At uh, BC Buckets Cast on Twitter or BC Buckets Podcast at Gmail dot com. Uh, send those in. Those are a lot of fun. We love getting those. Uh, yeah, those are those are tough to top. So uh, keep those coming in. Before we close things out here, Coach, uh, let's go to our shout-outs. I'm going to start with one. Uh, Shout-out to the administration here at Briarcliff and the alumni folks. I know they have lunch with the Chargers coming up this Friday at uh, M's on 4th. Uh, that's Friday the 17th at M's on 4th. Uh, not sure if there's still uh, tables available or tickets available. but if I think folks... there is limited. Okay. There are limited seats available, I believe. Don't quote me, but as of – Recording this, I believe there is. So if you want to try to get one of those snagged uh, before this Friday, the 17th, give the alumni office a call. And I'm sure they'll be able to help you out. Or but if you're listening to this podcast, you can reach directly to me. All my information's on the Briarcliff website. There you go. And M's is a great, great restaurant. They always do a really nice job. Uh, it's a great event. So uh, it's a great way to support the cliff. Yeah, and I, my, I just have one shout-out this week because I, I think it deserves to be on its own. But uh, this Saturday – as Matt mentioned earlier, is, is Hall of Fame weekend at Briarcliff. And, and Jake Shipley's going into the Briarcliff Hall of Fame. And Jake's a, a 2013 alum, a two-time All-American. I was fortunate enough to, to coach my first two years as an assistant here. Jake was a player and an All-American both years. And then, you know, anybody who knows the program knows, you know, Jake was our top assistant coach uh, the last two years, which was my first two years as a head coach. And so I, I'm really excited for and, and happy for Jake. And obviously – Really proud of Jake on a well-deserved honor to go into the Briarcliff Hall of Fame. So shout out to you, Jake. All right, so that'll do it for this week. Uh, make sure you check us out next week. And, uh, again, reminders, this week uh, Briarcliff will be on the road at Jamestown and then here at home on Saturday the 18th, uh, 2 o'clock women's game, 4 o'clock men's game. That's the Hall of Fame game here at the Newman Flanagan Center against Concordia. Uh, hope to see you there. Let's get that gym packed because it's going to be an awesome day. So on behalf of Coach Figuera and Coach Creech, this is Matt signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you.